Welcome to another episode of the Chit Chat in a Quarter Life and Leadership Podcast, where we are passionate about life and leadership and removing any misconceptions that these two are mutually exclusive. I'm your host, Irora Akbar, and in this episode, we will be chatting about how to give feedback. In the next episode, we'll do a follow-up, and that will be on how to receive feedback, because that's important as well. Giving feedback is very important, but how we also receive feedback is, I think, in my opinion, equally as important. But for this episode, we'll be chatting about how to give feedback. Now, I don't want to make a generic statement one minute into this episode and say something like everyone or most people do not like feedback. (laughs) But the reality is most people do not like receiving feedback. And it doesn't matter how old they are. I've got two sons. And I can tell you this. When I tried to give the nine-year-old feedback on football, because he loves football, I could see his face. I could see the look on his face. (laughs) He's thinking, what are you talking about? Why are you telling me that? Um, When I tried to give my wife feedback. Well, let's just say, (laughs) thank God I'm still alive to tell that story. Hold on a second. Let me just look through the door, make sure she's not hearing this. Someone remind me to tell her not to listen to this episode either but the reality is most people do not like receiving feedback and maybe that's because of what they think feedback is or perhaps how it's been framed to to them or for them and the history behind it and that kind of makes them tense up and feel as though this is about to um, or they're about to hear criticism or something that they really do not agree with and most dictionaries will define feedback as information about someone's performance with the view to help them improve. Now, notice there is nothing within that definition that suggests negativity. So in my opinion, people perhaps do not like feedback or receiving feedback because of their experiences and how it's been delivered in the past. So it, it kind of brings up a, a negative memory or an experience that wasn't all that pleasant. But feedback is actually very important and very useful. I would define feedback this way as a tool and a gift for refinement, for growth and for development. So it doesn't have to be when things go wrong, you can give feedback in moments where things are going amazingly well. But as we all know, there's always room to improve. There's always room to get better and to grow. And we should always be seeking as individuals, as you know, in our relationships, for our families, in our places of work or businesses, we should always be seeking to improve and to keep improving however little we can, because ultimately that compounding effect of small incremental uh, um, improvement will be massive, you know, in months or, or years to come. So that's how I would define feedback. Feedback is a tool and a gift that helps us refine, helps us grow, and helps us develop. And this is why it's very important, because it it refines us, it gets us sharper, it it improves us, and it definitely helps us grow and increase our capacity to do life and leadership better. So I have four points on how I believe is a good way to give feedback. And these are steps that I have followed myself myself following numerous attempts at giving feedback that didn't go too well. You'd be amazed at some of the stories that I've heard 
from different managers and leaders within organizations or even from family members on the aggro they've had to endure from giving feedback the things that you know the recipient would bring up and just the whole mess that will be stared up um yeah it's really sad to hear but at the same time i'll say equally it takes two you know both parties bring or contribute to the to the entire situation which is why it's very important that as leaders or managers as parents as well um spouses brothers you know friends that we really master and develop the art of giving feedback in a way that is helpful anyway the first thing and my approach to giving feedback is i always ask myself the question how does this benefit the recipient how is what i'm about to say beneficial to the recipient how can i frame this in a way that will be beneficial that's an alternative way to frame that question how is what i am about to say how will that be beneficial and what this does for me and i believe what it will do for you is really get you thinking of the other person shifting the focus from you to that person being other focused and then we can now really get to navigate the sort of language to use and the, perhaps the the right time the, the the you know the environment and taking that person into consideration and and really creating the sort of atmosphere that allows them open up and receive what it is that we are saying because ultimately if we are talking giving feedback but they're not receiving it then we've wasted time we haven't been efficient and that whole process wouldn't be productive it would be very upsetting because you might feel as though you know you're being taken for granted because your feedback hasn't been heeded or acted on so it's really important that we ask ourselves this question how is what i'm about to say beneficial to the recipient be other focused this mindset is absolutely critical in giving feedback the second thing I do is make it relevant and timely. How many of you have received a feedback and it was from an event or a task that happened months ago or a year ago and you can't even remember what you did yesterday? So it's really important that when we're giving feedback that it's relevant to the moment. It's it's timely. Don't wait months and end and then drag out things from the past. It's, it's important that we are giving feedback feedback in as real time as possible um so I, I think that's something i've always done and will continue to do because i see the benefits of it it's it's fresh in everyone's memory and you can easily draw on the experiences you can draw on on examples that ha are still relevant and then use that as a building block to be able to improve whatever it is you're trying to improve so that's the second thing make it relevant and make it timely don't start harshing out things that have happened years ago and certainly if it's something you've dealt with before uh, in a current moment and in giving feedback now do not bring things up from from years ago that's you know it's petty and it's very um, upsetting so avoid doing that the third point in and the third approach I always use when giving feedback is focus on the person's strength now I've heard people talk about the compliment sandwich and whilst I understand what they're trying to do now, for those of you who may not know what that is, it's basically, you know, saying something nice, giving the feedback in the middle, which is negative, 
and then saying something nice at the end. So again, that reinforces that idea or mindset, that feedback always has to be negative. The other reason why I don't really like that approach is it's easy for the message to get lost in a lot of waffle because you've kind of, you know, said one good thing and then what you want them to improve on and then you've ended up with another good thing. Yes, we should always give positive feedbacks and emphasize on the strengths, which I do, but I don't think we need to do it in a sandwich manner. I think we need to be very specific and very clear on what we're actually trying to address and what the expectations are so that there is no ambiguity. So I focus on the strengths. I give specific examples of things that they've done really well. And if there are things that needs to be improved, then yes, we use specific examples so that there is no, again, like I say, haziness or confusion. And we try and then create systems or processes around their weaknesses to help complement those weaknesses. Yes, if people could improve on the weaknesses, that's great. But the reality is people and study has actually demonstrated that people grow more in areas of strength than they do in areas of weaknesses. As with the brain as well, there was a neuroscientist um, who discovered that you're more likely to grow nerve endings in a part of the brain that already has <laughs> nerve endings than to grow in areas or parts of the brain that do not have. Now, I don't have all of those details, but I'm sure if you Google it, you would find that information. But I may not be spot on in terms of how I've described it, but thereabout is, is the point. So what's the, what's the gist here? Focus on the strength. Be very clear. Don't waffle and don't be ambiguous on what you're trying to deliver. And then, like I say, create systems and processes around their weaknesses to, to really help complement those. And the final thing I always do when giving feedback is really create an outcome-based action plan. Because ultimately, what we're trying to do is to improve. We're trying to grow. We're trying to get better with every interaction. So I always end up with an action plan that is based on outcomes, outcomes that are measurable, things that we can really track and and the individual or individuals can see the progress and something that can be celebrated and and rewarded and cherished and praised so um, always create an action plan and I always do this by co-design and what that means is whoever I am creating the action plan with they have to co-sign this they have to agree with it we have to create it together so that there is ownership there is buy-in and they're more likely to take that seriously and feel as though they were part of the process of their own development and growth and really getting to frame how their trajectory is so um, I create an action plan that is by co-design so those are the four things I do and I'll run through them very quickly again as we summarize this episode the first thing is ask myself or well, ask myself how is this going to be beneficial to the recipient make sure I'm other focused the second thing I do is make it relevant and timely I don't bring out things from 20 years ago or indeed two months ago I try and keep it fresh in as real time as possible I focus on their strengths giving specific examples and building systems and processes around the weaknesses and finally create an action based or an outcome based action plan by code design very important by co-design so as we wrap this episode up and you begin to think of the feedback you need to give to your friend your family to maybe your spouse um, <laughs> ask yourself this question and i want you to do this every single time 
always ask yourself this question. How is what I am about to say going to be beneficial and helpful to the recipient? How can I frame this in a way that is not ambiguous, making it very clear and so that everyone could hear and understand what's being communicated and then make the right action plan that follows that. So I hope this episode has been beneficial to you. It certainly has been for me. And what I would love for you to do, if you've made it this far in this episode, thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. I'd love for you to leave a comment. Let me know what sort of topics you'd like me to talk about. Share this with your friends and your family. And until the next episode, we've been chit-chatting in a quarter.